0: Greetings humans, and welcome to another delayed edition of Lefteri Ask Science, number 16. The podcast where I meet scientists and academics and ask them questions in order to understand what, how, and why they do what they do. There is a lot of great work happening in universities all around the world. Many things that we are not going to experience for many years to come. So by seeing what's happening in academia now, we get a glimpse of our future. Today, we are going to be answering questions like what is a transistor, what is fast switching, and how do you test the transistor characteristics. If you are receiving my newsletter, which by the way you should definitely subscribe to it, go to the description of the show and click on the link to subscribe, you might remember this topic. I reached out to Gio Kitahara from University of Tokyo, and he was very kind to answer some of my questions about his work in printing organic transistors. But first, as usual, some housekeeping is in order. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to it and give it a share around your and give it a share around your social media so that more people will listen to it and we can answer even more questions. Subscribe to the newsletter in the link in the description. And lastly, if you have any questions or suggestions, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at lefteris underscore asks and email me at lefteris at lefteris Let's now meet Gio Kitahara.
1: My name is Kyotaka Hara. I am a PhD student in Department of Applied Physics, the University of Tokyo, Japan.
0: It is 2020, and if you're listening to the show, you have used transistors. They are in your phone, in your computer, in your TV screen. You might have even heard of what a transistor is, but for those of you that haven't, a simple way to explain what a transistor is. Is that it's a device that regulates current or voltage flow and acts as a switch or a gate for electronic signals. It is a simple definition but it's enough to understand the work of Giyukitahara. One of the key parameters for transistors to work well in applications is fast switching.
1: In the context, fast switching means that only a few volts are required to work thin transistor devices these kinds of transistors are supposed to be used in liquid crystal displays, for example, for switching the on-off states of each car pixel. Semiconductor is an essential component for these transistor devices. Semiconductor materials can switch between conductive states that allow electricity to flow and insulating states that prevent electricity from flowing by applying an external voltage. For the first switching by only a few volts, current amplification between conductive and insulating states should be maximized. However, it is generally seen that the current amplification is degraded because of the carrier trap in semiconductor films. The carrier trap is a kind of energetic pitfall that capture mobile charge carriers and would arise from structure defects in semiconductor films or semiconductor insulator interfaces in transistor devices. In other words, It is necessary to reduce carrier trap states for realizing rapid-on-off switching at smaller applied voltage, namely faster switching. In the study, we successfully achieved effective suppression of carrier trap states and very fast current amplification, whose performance reaches the value close to the theoretical limit of field-effect transistors.
0: So, Reducing these traps of charges is pivotal in making faster and better thin-film transistors. Before we go into the technique that allowed Gyo Kitahara and his team to minimize these traps, let's talk about what is the structure of a thin-film transistor. They have three different kinds of materials, a semiconductor, metal electrodes, and an insulator. For this study, they used an insulator called cycle-sized Transparent Optical Polymer, or Cytop.
1: In our study, SIDEP is used for the insulating material. The surface property of the insulating layer has considerable impact on the device performance. This is because it not only works as a capacitance for accumulating charge carriers in semiconductor films, but also forms semiconductor-insulator interface along which the current floats. Among various insulating materials, CyTOB is a kind of fluorocarbon-based amorphous polymer is promising for achieving excellent device performance. Due to the fluorine-based amorphous structure, Cytop provides electrically stable surface and low surface energy. In other words, the Cytop surface has little or almost negative electrical impacts on semiconductor frames where current flows, so that, the efficient current flow can be expected. So far, the use of Cytop has been shown to lead to very fast current amplification in transistor devices, which would be ascribed to effective elimination of carrier trap states on the semiconductor insulator interface. Figuratively speaking, Cytop provides a clean interface. In our study, we took advantage of the clean property for improving device performance. So that's why Cytop
0: was very important to be used in the fabrication of these thin film transistors. Let's go now and discuss the method that they used in order to fabricate these organic thin film transistors. These kinds of transistors can be used for liquid crystal displays that your TV uses, for example. Compared to inorganic semiconductor materials currently used, Printable organic semiconductor materials are expected to be useful in low-cost, large area, lightweight, and wearable electronic products, particularly by using printing-based production technologies. For this study, in order to fabricate these devices, they used a technique called Meniscus Guided Coating Technique.
1: Meniscus Guided Coating Technique is a kind of printing method and especially it is effective for obtaining highly crystalline semiconductor fins. Highly crystalline means that semiconductor molecules are arranged in periodic intervals over a large area. These kinds of fins are favorable for achieving fast current amplification and large current flow. In Meniscus guided coating technique, semiconductor solution is kept with a coding blade and is moved unidirectionally to form a flat meniscus region with a thin solution layer on the substrate surface. At the receding bread edge, the thin solution layer is converted into thin solid films with solvent evaporation. The calling speed is as slow as several micrometers per second, which enables uniform crystal film growth due to self-organization of semiconductor molecules. So far, for applying meniscus-guided coating, a substrate surface should have enough wettability for semiconductor solution. On the other hand, recent studies show that highly solution-repellent surfaces are responsible for eliminating character states and improving device performance. This remains a serious dilemma for printing-based manufacturing of electronic devices. In our study, we overcame the repellent problems and achieved excellent device performance. As Geokitahara states,
0: to fabricate the semiconductors using this technique, you need a surface that is at the same time wet and dry. That was the main challenge that they had to face during this work. And for this, they used a specific solution to grow the thin films.
1: In our study, we used a specific solution that contains a mixture of two semiconductor materials with different molecular lengths. In the previous study in our research group, the coating of the mixture solution allows formation of highly uniform and ultra thin crystal films over exceptional exceptionally large area. In addition, the mixture solution is effective for preventing formation of molecular holes where semiconductor molecules do not exist. The illumination of such holes during the coating seems quite important for uniform thin growth on site of surface. For example, can we make a hole in soft bubbles without burst? Probably not. Soft bubbles can hold a shape by lowering the surface tension of a liquid. However, the condition goes easily bankrupt if there exists a hole where soft molecules do not exist. This seems also the case with a meniscus-guided coating. As mentioned previously, formation and keeping a thin solution layer on the substrate surface is important for uniform solid film growth. In case of site surface, it has extremely low surface energy, namely highly solution-repellent. If molecular holes appear during the coating, the thin solution layer easily disappears and film growth is terminated due to highly repellent nature of cytop surfaces. surface. We consider that the specific mixture solution is a key for stabilizing the uniform film growth on the side of surface.
0: I particularly love the soap bubble example that Gio is mentioning here. In these podcasts, I'm taking you on the opposite journey than the one we usually take during research. I'm talking to you about the results and the meaning of them, but that is what usually comes last in research as testing comes first. Two tests were important in this research. First, how do you make sure that you created a uniform thin film, as it is not something that you can see with the naked eye? And two, how do you test the performance of the device? Let's talk about the first question, where Mr. Giyokitahara had to do in-situ microscope observation as the thin film was forming.
1: In the observation, the relative portion of coating, bread, and microscope is fixed, and the substrate is moved unidirectionally at 3.5 micrometer per second. We used a substrate with a 2 cm long, so it takes about an hour and a half for the coding. From the observation, we found that the formation of a thin solution layer was achieved on the highly living side of surface for the first time. This implies that the solution meniscus is extended against the recurrent nature of the site of surface. Thus, we named the coding technique as Extended Meniscus Guided Coding, or in short, EMZ Coding.
0: One and a half hours in front of a microscope isn't an easy task, and this observation must have happened many times to observe repeatability so that you can understand why techniques and research like that takes a long time. And now, for the main achievement of this work, we talk about how do you test the performance of the devices, and what do these results mean.
1: In the same frame transistors, on the switching is controlled by external applied voltage. Here, we introduce a figure of merit about current amplification, which is called sub swing. sub swing is defined as a voltage required to amplify current by one order of magnitude. That the small subthreshold swing is favorable for the fast current amplification and low voltage operation. In fact, the lower limit is theoretically calculated at 60 mV at room temperature. However, the subthreshold swing generally becomes larger than the theoretical lower limit according to the presence of carrier states in semiconductor conductor-insulator interface. In our study, extremely small subthreshold swing. As 63 millivolts was achieved, the value of which is close to the theoretical limit. We consider that use of semiconductor crystal films and site of insulator interface will contribute to effective suppression of character up states.
0: The fact that this technique worked so well opens up a world of possibilities for other semiconductor materials and magic to create newer, better, more efficient transistors. I'd like to thank soon-to-be doctor Gio Kitahara for his time to answer my questions. Best of luck for the rest of his work, and I hope to meet him again in the future. If you want to know more about Dr. Kitahara, I will link some of his work in the description of the show. And that's it for another edition of Dafteris Ask Science. If you'd like to help, then please share the episode with your friends since that's the best way for the podcast to grow. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter which comes to you every Wednesday. You can always contact me on Twitter at leftatis underscore asks for any suggestions or questions that you might have. Until we meet again, take care, keep learning, and be kind.